Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show. Now we're here, we're live on The Big Show. I've been away for a couple of days. Knocking out a few TV shows uh, in uh, Texas. And then went for a surprise visit, Paul. You'd be very proud of me. i got a great video to show you. We can post it on the site. <laughs> so Robin is getting... She had a... Um, my wife uh, has a, a house down in Celebration, Florida. And um, she had tenants in the house. And their, their lease came up. So she had to do the walkthrough, which has now taken two weeks of every single cat hair has been removed. And, you know, she's going through all of it, like, over the top. So she stays at the house next door, Mrs. P's. So Robin's at Mrs. P's, and a cab pulls up in the driveway, and she's in the driveway with her friend. And, hey, a cab just pulled in my driveway. No recollection, no thought to go over and see why a cab, and it's me, and she doesn't know I'm coming. And I videotaped my surprising her and going to see her for the day. So uh, that's where I've been. What's been happening, Polly? Besides the the thrashing, the, the, the anal torching that I've been taking on Twitter from you and a number of other people that we're going to go over immediately. But go ahead, let's, let's take a shot at what you've been up to. Nothing. There you go. He's, he's been reading about this uh, the the kid with fake cancer. Yeah. Well, let's okay. Let's go into that first before I have to take it on, you know on the chin again. Um, <laughs> what's going on? I was away and I hear this story. It made national news, and I get people are scumbags and do scummy things like the call lying to get in and meet people and get money. I understand people do that. What really struck me about the whole story was the lying to the kid and telling him he had cancer. So a family, a husband and wife, the way I'm I'm hearing this now, um, posed as if their son had cancer. Started a GoFundMe page. Hodgkin's lymphoma. Nine-year-old from uh, Oswego. And so they told the kid he indeed had cancer. Yeah. If you're going to go with the scam, I think you have to go all the way, (laughs) Paulie. I think you have to go all the way. Well, no, you're right. You're right in that because you can't trust a... What? How old is he? Nine. nine yeah. You can't trust a nine-year-old to go into a place. Now, how much money did they raise in the GoFundMe? Three grand. Three grand. Of, three of grand. an eight-grand goal. So, uh, so obviously, if you cared so little for the welfare of your son, why not just sell the kid for twenty grand? You know what I mean? Put him on the open market. There's a family that wants him. Yeah, and just say, yeah, you know, he died of Hodgkin's lymphoma. We don't know what happened. We buried him. Yeah, he's gone. And just what? sell the kid straight out. It, it, what Wouldn't point- that be better for the kid? You got to be it. away from this mother and father. <laughs> I mean, is it better if you're in that family or the family that like bought mm-hmm. you for twenty k? What, what, what's what's the incentive for for someone to buy it? Like, oh, you don't have to go through adoption I paperwork. Get, I want I want to get you away from the family that tells you you have some I'll spend. I might have spent twenty grand just to get the kid away from that. Okay, and just put him in as you know, Zeppo Baldwin. What what was the outcome? Like, what was the end game for them? Well, they had to <clears throat> to get a grant. <clears throat> Yeah, but the kid was going to miraculously recover. Was never going to go to a doctor, like. Which, by the way, eight like grand any, gives you one treatment for this yeah, disease. By the way, yeah. I mean, I think they set their sights really low. <laughs> what, what, I just said we need three hundred grand, or he's going. What, what do you think they would use the eight grand for? Drugs. Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. maybe, but that hasn't yeah. come out yet. I think cheese doodles is my number one category. <laughs> cheese doodles and diet soda. Who knows? <laughs> 
But like, what would <laughs> oh, you? Oh, the, the Wegmans. Yeah, they're, they're special. Yeah, no, there, there's no Wegmans in Oswego. I don't think there's even a single Wegmans in all of Oswego. <laughs> oh no, they is, have to drive down to Onondaga. Is somebody was somebody ever going to ask? Like, you know, like I live in Oswego County. I'm proud of it. I'm a proud Oswegoan. <laughs> this kid isn't going to. You know, this kid isn't sick. Like, it was going to come out eventually, right? Well, I'm, 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 I'm somebody who's about solution in my life. I'm, I'm a former drug addict who's sober for over a decade now. I help place a lot of people into recovery, and I do a lot of uh, crisis interventions and so on and so forth. So I deal with a lot of high-level stuff like, like this kind of craziness that people who are, are alcoholics or addicts get, find themselves in the middle of. When I think about being of solution, where do you go from here? You know, where, where you've been busted, your kid knows that you're the family that, you know, and they're probably not in a financial position to be moving anywhere soon either. And this kid has to go back to school with, yeah, there's Tommy, his mom and dad scammed people saying he had cancer. You he, know? That dude, that kid has to move away. Like, go live yeah. with like an aunt or an uncle or something. He does. He has to go, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, he and he cannot has to go be back taken. To I, I can't believe uh, there must be an investigation by child services have taken this kid, right? Well, yeah. yeah, I'm guessing, I, and the parents are probably going away for a little while, too. <laughs> you know, they stole money from people. Benny, what do you got? I don't know, man. Rock bottom's the best, right? So, I mean, maybe there's only one place to go from here is up. Hell, yes. Hell is the place. <laughs> hell, is the, hell is the fiery rock bottom yeah. that these two are heading to, I think. Like, I find this to be so much worse than... Other crimes that well, I well, here's bet, the, like I don't oh, know yeah. why. Oh, if I you, don't know why this one just like and it's and it's it's three grand and like that'll get returned. They, the GoFundMe said that gets like returned to all the original donors. But to me, like the worst part about it is this kid like growing up and being like, yeah, my parents totally lied to me about this and made me a pariah at school in well, my community. The, there's levels to our judicial system that are very different from the vast majority of the world. And if you've had a chance to travel around, you realize just how bad it really is in other places compared to us. And when I say that, I mean that, so you go to trial and you're found guilty. That's one level. The punishment for your guilt can be quite dependent and left in the hands of a judge or a jury to determine what level of punishment you're going to receive for the exact same crime the guy at the trial after you did. For instance, if you go into a store and you start rifling stakes and stuff into your coat at Wegmans, and you walk out, and that guy gets arrested, and he just lost his job for the last three weeks and has four children he's not going to feed if he has no access to the money. That guy's still guilty of the same crime as the crack addict who's going to sell the stuff and has a long history of arrests and stealing and stuff. He's going to do time. You did the, both the same exact crime. But because of the circumstances, they may be taken into consideration for what your sentencing will be. That is not true of about 85% of the rest of the world. In 85% of the rest of the world, if you steal something worth a certain amount of value, they cut off your thumb. If you steal more than another value, they cut off your hand. If you rape someone, they cut off your penis. They shoot you. They gas you. <laughs> there's not a lot of leniency. And there's no um, appealing it to court. <laughs> there's no, you're done if you did it. So in this case... This is a really heinous situation. I mean, this is a lot of plotting and psychological scarring. I hope they throw the book at both of them. They really, the kid's better off without him. He really is. The other weird thing is, like, Syracuse football on, like, 
spring game and stuff, after the game, you can go meet everybody. Like, you know, like, Syracuse is <laughs> this, was a, this was the strangest the segue. No, this was like, the strangest segue ever. No, like, Syracuse is, like, probably one of the most accessible football pro. Like, the football coach does a show in a bar that you can walk up to him and say hi to him. You don't have to lie and say you're, It's so weird to me. Like, what was... How is this connected remotely to what we're talking about? I'm they, 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 this, they lied in order to meet the football team. Oh, is this what they did with the GoFundMe? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, okay, so the GoFundMe. No, no, yeah, again, no, no, no. I'm sitting over here going, the Dodger, <laughs> the mound at the Dodger Stadium is really well no, groomed. No, the, the family. It's really pretty. The family yeah. pulled one over on Syracuse University. Okay, so you too, didn't include too. this in the story. No, it's only What are you talking look, about? There's a, there's a picture of the kid with Irv Phillips and Zaire Franklin brought him into the huddle and he led the family chant and they did the whole thing. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, you knew. It was and and the only, well, I've been in a bubble for the whole the whole last forty eight hours. I haven't seen anything. So, um, but, but they only raised three grand. That's what kills me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, talk about a non convincing performance. On the, and on the original Syracuse dot com article, his you know quote unquote grandmother left a comment like plugging the GoFundMe. So like I mean, they, so they, Granny was in on it too. <laughs> <laughs> granny they, got they the traditional a, Granny two point five percent cut. <laughs> I'm just saying they had a like they had a media blitz and they still didn't get halfway to their goal. Like what happened? Not one player on Syracuse. Nothing from the university. Watch, <laughs> none, of them, none of them put any money up. Oh, no. I love it. They had, a, they'd have to have the money first. Such a weird story to me. Now that means follow up to this. We got to take some notes. We got to get coach on and ask him what happened here. You funded this thing. You had these people on. What's mess with coach? I don't get what they were trying to do. It's Syracuse, New York. Like you're not. It's, it's, you know what I mean. You're gonna make eight grand and meet a foot like a. A four and eight football team. Yeah, like, I don't get that. I but don't yeah, get what so, the end so, game was. So you go out and you and you, and you buy a nice shirt and a nice pair of jeans and, and you know and 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 a, and a sharp pair of shoes for within your budget. You know, you go, you spend a hundred bucks on everything, and you find it at the right stores, and, and you grease in your hair back, and you shower, and you put a little cologne, in, and you see tonight I'm going to go out to a club, and I'm going to meet Mrs. Wright. I hope she's like a two or a three. <laughs> You know what I mean? Are you walking? Yeah. Is the bar set a little low here? I mean, I'm going all in saying my kid has Hodgkin's lymphoma is going to die. No, I need eight grand. That's the part that's shocking to me. That's, you're, you're saying, like, if you're going to go for a defraud, like a, like a, if you're going to scam someone, you shouldn't plan to have the things that you buy be at a value store. Yeah, you want still. the kid. You want the kid salivating <laughs> and talking in the video no, and posted up national and yeah. R rabies, I don't think would work as well. You know what? I could take this kid in twenty four hours and make more than three grand. I promise you. I promise you. Smack him a couple of times in the side of the head. I mean, if you're going to go for it, go all the way. Well, I almost think they probably would have made more money if they just said, "Hey, we're broke and we want to take our kid to a football game." You know, like you probably would have made the same amount of money. Right well, for sure, you know the Syracuse University brought them in for a game, and everything. so they made three grand. What 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 did they do with the three grand? Who knows? Yeah, you got to give it back now. Did they, Are did, you thinking lasted more than two days? No, but I'm saying, can you get like if you have money in a GoFundMe, can you just take it out as it goes? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's I think, an interesting thing. I think you have a time that you have to. You like you have to let it be for a certain. Do you have right. to actually reach right. the goal? That that's to make a good it a question. successful GoFundMe. I, I believe you do. You have really? to do. Yeah, there was a film a He's friend of mine was stink. involved in, and they were trying to raise like a small you know, 50K or something like that. To do so it. the only, like they never, the only thing that they gained out of this was a little bar 
on the GoFundMe website. No, no, they got no, bigger. No, there's big bars in front of them now. Actually, they gained quite a bit of barge, no doubt. Yeah, they're not getting out anytime soon. I, I would be surprised. You know, the worst thing ever can happen in your life is have CPS involved in your life. <laughs> I, I, I had them in my life over my ex one time, and oh my God. I'm trying to think if there's anybody like on earth I wanted to meet so much that I would lie that I was dying <laughs> to meet them. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, is there like, huh? No, no, there's, there's definitely yeah, not, nothing, nothing no. that I would ever do no. something terrible. It doesn't, like it doesn't matter. Who, or, although, 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 when I go back and I think when I was in college, some of the things that I said to chicks in order to say, <laughs> I, went, pretty, I may never said I'm dying of Hodgkin's lymphoma, but, but I might have implied it. <laughs> it's my last night, baby. This is it. Going in for treatment. <laughs> just, just, just touch it. All right, let's go to break. We'll be back with more and the great Vinny Lobdell. ESPN Syracuse wants you to see the Mets vs. Yankees at City Field Sunday, June 10th on the Bob's True Value bus for just 115 bucks. Go to ESPNSyracuse.com for more information. We're giving you more than the latest in sports. Oh, yeah. We're helping you lower your standards and expectations. Just as I thought. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. Follow the NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio AM 1200. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and we're back. So, you know, we have a guest on the show today. <clears throat> Vinny Labdell. Vinny, say hey. Hey, how are you? So, Vinny and I know each other um, uh, through my niece and some other family members and common friends, Pat Sheridan, who we've had on the show. Uh, but I was quite intrigued when my niece called me because I have a, um, I, I constantly have nasal problems. I have a, a severely, you can't see it, but at one time my nose was touching my cheekbone. I broke it so badly. I broke my nose seven times. And so if you look now when I go like that, see the angle of my mm. is that at a dramatic angle, it's sideways. So that's from a really severe break I had in a car wreck um, where I went into the windshield with my face. And um, so I've had this breathing problem for a long time. And so I'm telling my, my niece, Jean, about it. And she said, well, you know Vinny, right? You know Vinny Lobdell? And I said, Vinny from Pat Sheridan, Vinny? And she, yeah, his company has the most amazing purifier, game changer. But so she's like, mean, I've had these before. And no offense to you or anybody who, who produces them, but I've never noticed a significant difference. So I get a hold of Vinny, and I said, listen, my niece is telling me that the whole house is different and blah, 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 and I have a 200-year-old house. There's lots of allergens and stuff. I've never had a problem moving from California before to New York. I've done it a couple of times. Now I'm really having a hard time. So Vinny sends a unit over, and I got to tell you, I have never breathed the way I breathe now. It's tw- I run it 24 hours in my house completely changed how I feel, my health, my sleep. I mean, stuff that you wouldn't think would be affected. The, the quality of the air in your bedroom would affect how soundly you sleep. But it dramatically changed how I sleep and, and how sound I sleep and how I feel in the morning. The amount of more of energy and the clarity that I have because my nasal passages are so clear that I'm, I'm able to, there's more oxygen getting to my brain. I'm, I'm quicker up in the morning and I'm, and I'm, and I'm faster thinking. Um, and I, I began to think about athletes, Vinny, and, 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 you know, and your company is a very successful company, but I can't believe that, that 
particularly world-class athletes to depend on the amount of oxygen they can get into their body and what don't live on these machines. Some do. I think some uh, definitely have equipped their homes with air quality systems and air monitoring systems. Um, but it definitely has an impact. I mean, ultrafine particles now are known to cause cardiovascular disease, stroke, heart attack, not just allergies and asthma. The problem is, is people can't see what's in our air. So now, um, you know, what we're really focusing on is how we can educate people on what's in their environment and then provide them with a high-quality made-in-the-U.S. system right out of Pulaski, New York, that can really help address the problems. Um, but, you know, Tom Brady's of the world, the LeBron James, as we talked about, I mean, they're spending how much money to maintain their health and wellness? This is just one little step that can really make a big difference. Well, you know, and you bring up a couple of points that I don't want to um, glaze over, but in a, in a world economy where we're, you know, battling and struggling with debt and we're struggling with um, companies that are outside of our country, this is a company that's right here in central New York. Everything is done right here in Pulaski and, 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 and in the U.S. And it keeps the jobs and it keeps the money here in America, which is, you know, a great thing to hear nowadays because it's just not in the norm anymore. Well, it was certainly a tough decision just because of cost, but infrastructure and everything. But we really believe in central New York. I think we, uh, our commitments there, our commitments to central New York and in Pulaski, New York specifically, we've had a very um, involved community and we've really tried to take our uh, profits and really reinvest them in the community and help that community prosper. It's a, it's a really struggling community. And over the last five to six years, you have companies like Fulton Boiler Works, Stroller Paper, Healthway, um, really kind of reinvent that community. It's been a really cool, cool thing to see, and we're just proud to be involved with it. And I think Americans are ready to work. I mean, if you look at it right now, look at the unemployment rate. There's more people without jobs today. We talk about um, more jobs than there are people looking for them today. I just heard that stat. So it's, uh, it's great to see America back to work. Yeah, man. So it's IntelliPure. Healthway is our parent company, uh -huh. uh, but IntelliPure is our new B2C brand made right in Plaska, New York, sold all over the world to the people that are really looking for a real solution to their problems. Now, I've got the unit that sits in my room um, that I, I told you is running right now. Sure, yeah, the portable home. system. I, yeah, the portable system. But you've got another thing. Is it out or is it coming out? So at uh, the end of May, we're going to be launching the world's most efficient whole house air cleaning system. It ties right into your air handling unit, filters 100% of all air coming into the space, treating it at essentially no particles coming into the environment. So it's the ultrafine, the particles that get lodged into our system that really make us sick. This system's been specifically designed to effectively treat everything coming in through your air handler to provide nothing but 100% clean air in your space. So that's for a home that has central air conditioning? Central air, yep. And for homes that don't, a lot of the homes, you know, the older homes that are built basically have the baseboard. You just plug the system in and operate it in the space that you spend the most time in, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we guarantee up to a 90% cleaner home. Wow, man, that's hot. I got to tell you, I'm going to have to come in and get a couple more of them now because awesome. I'm not running it down in the downstairs. I can literally feel the difference yeah. when I'm downstairs or upstairs. I really can. Um, as far as like if I fall asleep on the couch and I wake up, particularly when I sleep, I notice when I wake up after being, sure. being asleep, I can notice the difference. Um, got a website or anything? Yeah, IntelliPure.com is our new Made in America <coughs> site. IntelliPure, just as it's spelled, I-N-T-E-L-L-I. P-U-R-E dot com. Come on down. Get some IntelliPure action going on. Or just come on over to my house in my bedroom. And uh, Polly will massage your feet. <laughs> what do you got going? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go into this now? Oh, okay. here we go. So, I got to tell you, this, this headline jumped out at me. Um, John Lennon was a bad guy, says NFL's Chris Long. John Lennon was not a saint. In fact, the Beatles legend is a bad guy 
says NFL star Chris Long. The Philadelphia Eagles stud doubled down in all caps on his Twitter account and said, John Lennon was a bad guy, and if this makes you mad, unfollow me. (laughs) So where does this all come from? Okay, well, we've kind of traced it. Long is clearly referring to Lennon's admission that he physically abused women, something he touched on during a 1980 Playboy interview. So Chris Long, who wasn't born by 1980, has decided to go back and sully one of the America's and England's greatest legends in rock and roll history because in the article, he admitted that he had some issues uh, with being heavy-handed with women, which I don't um, condone in any way, so please don't misrepresent. Um, What you need to go on to hear, though, is what was further written in the article. Everything's the opposite now, but I sincerely believe in love and peace. I am not a violent man who has learned not to be violent and regrets his violence. I will have to be a lot older before I can face in public how I treated women as a youngster. So there's remorse. There's actually, actually you know, a huge transition when you look at the lyrics of many of the songs he did. And again, I'm not admonishing anything that he did that, that was physically violent or anything that he might have done. Um, but I think there was clearly a transformation in John Lennon's life. Um, since the time that he was talking, I think he was referring in the Playboy interview to when he was like 19, 20, 21-ish. But the most interesting and compelling thing about the article is when somebody tried to challenge Long and say people aren't just good or bad, he shot back, shut the F up! And that's what he screamed to the dude that said something to him. This is our peace-loving activist against women's violence who I will again quote, shut the F up! Because they challenge his, uh, but his theory. I mean, that's, that's a quintessential internet response. Like, if someone tweeted you, they don't like you, same thing back. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I put up with a lot of crap, and, that, and and so now I do a thing on Twitter where I bait them a little bit. So they say, you know, hey, man, you know, you and your brother and you and this and blah. And so I, I let it go. Well, you know, you've got to have some thick skin to deal with that. And then, you know, when, when it starts getting ridiculous, of course, like, yeah, I saw the picture of your wife. Not, you know, or you start saying something about my kids or whatever. Then I turn around and I go, you know what, man, I don't know why we're fighting. I want to invite you to the party. And I wait for him to respond. And then I write block party in capitalist and I block him. And then I never have to hear from him again. So I've, I've invited hundreds of people to the block party. Before. Yeah. Many of them have come to the party. I just had it out with, uh, what's the little schmucky comedian's name? Uh, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider and I went through down. He wrote some terrible trash about Alec and... He, oh, did, yeah. he did an interview and said that, uh, you know, he was, he ruined Saturday Night Live. His impression of Trump is, you know, not as good as some other guy who was on Saturday And blah, blah. And so I, so Alec, I told him about it and he goes, yeah, I heard. He goes, yeah, who cares? It's Rob Schneider. You know, he, <laughs> he hasn't worked in 30 years. And, you know, so, but, but I, I did take the bait a little bit. And I wrote, you know what, man, you're a punk. I go, you turn around and you kiss up when Alec's on SNL. I said, and you do all the stuff. I go, and blah, 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 blah. I said, meanwhile, you only work when Adam Sandler calls and gives you one scene in one of your movies. I said, but you have the nerve as somebody who's a a star who has guested as as the host on the show now more than Steve Martin the most times ever. You don't have a certain amount of respect for that? Dead. So, got that in time. I said said a bad word. Um, At any rate, 
So uh, I, I wrote that and I said, and the only, it's a funny thing is, is that you wouldn't dare say this to any one of our faces. I said, cause you're a pussy. And so, I, and I wrote that on Twitter. So suddenly I got this barrage of messages from Rob Schneider, private DM. Hey man, that's not what I said. Hey bro. Hey, but he got invited to the party. So he's the first ch checked guy I ever had to block. Another checked guy was giving you crap on uh Twitter too. William yep. Shatner was Billy. Billy Shatner. Let's go to break. We're gonna come back. We'll talk about Polly the Mole and how absolutely wrong he was, and uh, Bill Shatner jumping on Polly the Mole's bandwagon and bashing me. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. The home of the Giants. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now, we're back. And so uh, let me tell you what Paulie is referring to when he says that Shatner. Go ahead, tell him, Paulie. But I, I, you had tweeted off of uh, first thing in the morning, I'm awake or I'm, I'm up? up. And William Shatner replied, I will notify CNN. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what we were talking this about is CNN. <laughs> Thank you for that, Paulie. Uh, what we were talking about earlier is, is we do segments, as you know, as Nostra Daniel, which is a name that I made up for myself, a playoff of Nostradamus, the great prognostic prognosticator from France, who, among many things, uh, some of his most amazing is that he uh, predicted that um, millions of members of the chosen religion would be killed by... H-I-S-T-L-E-R. He misspells 400 years before the birth of Adolf Hitler's name in the quatrains by one letter. One letter. You think maybe he didn't have a little bit of something going on there that he knew was what was going to happen? So, And many of his things have been denounced, and there's many people, but I love Nostradamus. And so I'm Nostradaniel, the predictor of great things. And so as Nostradaniel, we did a segment about the Kentucky Derby. So, of course, I in this particular case... I picked the favorite to win the Derby, and he won the Derby. And, of course, out of nowhere, blindsided by my friend, my my mentor, my producer, I get shot down with... Go ahead, tell him what you wrote. Well, Josh wrote it, too. You picked go, the favorite. No, 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 no. You don't need to say you picked the favorite. You went on to say... I, like... Oh, guess I, what? I guess the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, are the Patriots going to get in this year? Yeah. Oh, is Tom Brady going Like ridiculous, obvious things, which actually when I did the research and looked up after I was taken advantage of and raped by these coworkers, I went on to find out that harsh. in fact, less than 33% of the favorites since the inception of the Kentucky Derby in 1875 have actually won the race. Well, none of us were born then. In the past six years, the favorite has won. Okay, well, regardless, the Derby has gone on for quite some time, and picking the favorite does not make you any money. You, in fact, lose two out of three times if you do so. So in this particular case, and to act like I don't pick teams when I, live on, on this show, predicted that we would beat Clemson, uh, I took the Rockets to win the, the entire title, which is there's several teams that I think are probably favored to win over the Rockets, at least two. So, no, I'm not always a front runner and anything, but that brought us to Bill Shatner. And I got a great story for Patrick Shatter. My loneliest time in the history of my career. So my mother calls me and she says, I need you to go judge the Miss USA pageant. And I went, Mom, I am not judging the Miss USA pageant. Get somebody else to do it. 
I'm not doing it. She goes, no, you are going to judge the Miss USA pageant, Daniel, because Donald Trump is going to donate $250,000 to the fund if you go judge the pageant. I said, Mom, I'm not going to get up there and hold numbers up, grading people in their bathing suits. and I don't know anything about it. And I think the pageants are good. She goes, you're Moral go-. obligation? But why, why not? She goes, you're going. So I checked. Alec is working. Steven is working. And Billy's working. And you're the only one that's not. I called your agents. So my mother went behind my back <laughs> and called all of her agents to see who was available. And I was the only one. So guess what? I had to go judge the Miss USA contest. So- I'm judging the contest, and it's me, Queen Latifah, uh, uh, oh, what was the one next to me that was so mean? Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart is next to me, who was a former beauty pageant. And every time someone would do something, she'd go, oh, that was terrible. That was terrible. Everything everybody did. It didn't matter. So now we're down to the final four. Miss Missouri has won the swimsuit, has won the speech thing, she's won the evening gown, and she's won the talent. She's a concert cellist from a family, mother, father, and two sisters are all concert cellists. She went up there and ripped this thing up there, and she was awesome. So it's being hosted by William Shatner, and Trump, of course, is there. So I'm on this panel of seven judges, and Shatner comes out and he says, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be adding this year, for the first time, a wild card event. The four finalists will come out on the stage and they will reach into a hat and take out one of the names of the seven celebrity judges. In front of the judge is an envelope with a wild card question. The celebrity will read the question and you will have 45 seconds to respond. Miss Missouri, you're in first place. Now, keep in mind, she's won every single thing. She cannot be caught with one exception. Now, as the judge... You, you, you grade them one through 10. They instructed us, you can't give them less than a, than a six. So if they terrible, give them a six and grade it really those last because you can't give them a five because this way it keeps the number up higher and so on. Okay. <clears throat> Miss Missouri comes out and she reaches in the hat and she pulls my name. So a light goes on her and a light goes on me and the rest of the place, live audience is quiet. 30 second live delay on TV. Daniel Baldwin. Mr. Baldwin, please open the envelope in front of you. Miss Missouri, good luck. I open the envelope and I said, Miss Missouri, good luck to you. Miss Missouri, please name any female athlete and tell us why you admire her. As soon as I said it, her face started to drop a little bit. And I, I'm looking at her going, and then she went, um, well, uh, well, I was, um, I, I, I was a concert cellist, and my father was a concert cellist, and my mother and both my sisters. We didn't really play sports. We I've been playing the cello since I'm two, and um and I uh and I'm going, oh my god, honey, don't blow this. Say your gym coach, you know. Say anybody, you know. What I mean, say your 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 friend, you know. It doesn't matter. It's why you admire her. Say Michael Jordan. It wouldn't matter if it wasn't a female. We're going to give you a six, right? <laughs> a seven, eight, or whatever. So, if you don't answer the question. You actually can get less than the number that we said, right? Because you got to have an answer. You got to do, or if you sat there and didn't play the instrument, or so she stands there and she goes, "I'm sorry. Can you elaborate on the question a little for me?" So now, when you do a show of contest, any game show that you see, Price is Right, any of them, 
this is a show of contest that has prizes that you win. They have two people from standards in practice, and they're usually guys in suits with skinny little ties, and they're standing on the right wing, and I look over at them, and they both unanimously start nodding their head, no, you cannot elaborate. And I'm, and so then I, I look to the left, and there's Trump in the left wing, and he puts his hands up in the air like, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, <laughs> and I'm on live TV. I'm trying to come up. I'm, I want to bail this girl. I feel terrible. I look at Shatner. He gives me the double bird. <laughs> Gives me the finger of both hands and starts going, Are you screaming? He's cracking up. And he's not on TV and he's, he's giving me the double, going, Yeah, get it, Baldwin, you idiot. So I, I'm trying to keep a straight face while William Shatner's giving me the finger. And I look back at this girl and I said, Miss Missouri, I don't believe that in fairness to the other contestants, I can elaborate on the question. But here is something I know I can do. Let me repeat the question to you. And I literally said it like this Miss Missouri, Name any female athlete <laughs> and tell us why you admire her. Shatner walks out, puts his hand on her shoulder. Miss Missouri, your clock starts now. She stood there for 45 seconds and didn't say a word. And she was weeping, tears coming down her face at the end. And she blew it. Texas vaulted her by one point and won it. I couldn't believe. I said to her, come on, honey, just say something. Say anything. She had beaten the pants off of everyone and blew it at the last minute. And I'll tell you what, ha- what the interesting thing that happened to me. <clears throat> Afterwards, I flew home in a private jet with Trump, and I went back to New York. And I looked at him, we're sitting on the plane together, and I went, I felt terrible for that girl, man. I mean, these girls, some of these kids do this since they're like, you know, three years old, they're going to pageants, you see the mothers that take them there, and everything. Oh, this was it, this was the moment. This was that, you know, Christian Leitner, you know what I mean? This is Norwood, you know what I mean? She Norwooded it. And, and, and he looked at me and he goes, I don't feel bad. He goes, you think I want to go to Japan to some big event and be sitting with a girl that represents the United States and representing all the companies that I work for and she can't name one female athlete? He goes, are you kidding me? He goes, you, you can't name one female athlete. You can't say Venus Williams and everything she's done for African-Americans. Whatever you wanted to say. You're not quick enough to be able to come up with one name. He goes, I don't need her representing the company. I'm glad I got Texas. And I was like, damn, <laughs> but, Donald. But, but, can, but can Texas play the cello? You know what? At the end of the day, how often is Texas going to play the cello versus answer questions to foreign dignitaries when they're representing the United States, I think, was the point. But nice comeback. We'll be right back after this. Every strikeout. One-two pitch. Breaking ball swing and a miss. There it is. A baker's dozen for Jacob DeGrom. Every run. Hit deep to left field. Home run number three is on the way. And there she goes. Every walk-off. Swing a high fly ball. Deep right field. Jay Bruce hits it out. The home of Mets baseball. Conforto towards the alley on the run. Diving. What a catch. Michael Conforto stabs it out of the air. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m. and 1440 a.m. Follow the NBA playoffs on ESPN Radio AM 1200. Hey now! We're back on the air, big boy. We're back on the air now, big boy. We're on the air right now. You want to call in? You jump in and call in? We'll text you the number right now. We're gonna, it looks like we're going to have Alec on for the last segment. We're going to play So What. He's going to play So What with us then. So let's get him on. Let's text him right now. 315-437-7644. Good. 315-467-437-437-7644. He's walking around shopping in the store. 
All right, so we're going to have a fabulous round of uh, of so what. We'll see if uh, if he calls in. Um, is the phone ringing yet? Yeah, uh, yeah. How, how long do we wait for Big Al? Uh, how about I read this one more time? ESPN Syracuse wants you to go see the Met Yankees at City Field Sunday, June 10th on the Bob's True Value bus for just $115. You get tickets to the game, a ride from Frank's Tours to and from City Field, and Camp's Pizza on your way to Queens. Just go on ESPNSyracuse.com to buy your tickets. This is your chance to see a Subway Series game, the ESPN Sunday Night Baseball Game of the Week, all for just $115 for transportations to and from the game. Only a limited number of tickets will be sold, so get to ESPNSyracuse.com now. Phone? Not yet. He's killing us. All right, let's start with that one then. All right, uh, Bears rookie Roquan Smith had a team-issued iPad and Georgia memorabilia stolen out of his car. That's <laughs> <laughs> the best. Awesome. Uh, the heresy. Terrible. That's so what, Vinny. Was so it? What? Yeah. Yeah. Was I'm it? Their, so what? Was so it what? their playbook though? Like I mean, you have to have a passcode to get into the iPad. You know, I, I don't think you're breaking in and stealing the team's plays. But what if it's like a, a Packers fan that got it and he, he pays to get it opened? Oh wait a second! Wait a second! So does he have? Plays and stuff in there? Yes. I, know, I didn't read the article. I just read the headline. Have you oh, ever forgotten my your God. iPad password? It's impossible to get that thing open. You can't even get it opened at the uh, Apple store. Impossible. It's true. I, I, it's, I think so what? So what? I still think, say it's so what. I think we got someone on the phone. Are you there, Big Al? Yeah. All right, so we're playing so what? You know the game, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, let's go. Joe. I'm a, vet- I'm a veteran. <laughs> uh, James Paxton of the Mariners has become the first Canadian ever to toss a no-hitter in Canada. So what? <laughs> I think that's actually pretty yeah. cool. First yeah, Canadian pitcher. Canadian, Canadian. It's Canadian. So what? Yeah. Anything Canadian <laughs> Damn. is so what? Anything Canadian is so We're a lot closer to Canada than he is. Wow. He's a, he, it's he, a bigger he, risk for us. No, actually, that was a lazy joke. I don't mean that because I love Canada, and I've always had some of the best memories of skiing up there, so I, re- I retract that statement, and I defer to you, the uh, uh, the uh, College of Cardinals here. What do you say? What do you say, Mole? Even though the the, the Canadians killed all the Baldwins in a, in a very famous movie, I believe, didn't they? <laughs> it's very yeah. true. Yeah. It's very true. They bombed us. They tried to provoke. They need to find something that would have gotten the American public so irate, so they decided in... Uh, um, in the movie to uh, ball, to bomb the Baldwin Brothers Bel Air compound. One of the more fascinating things about it was we're all in speedos with giant hairy chests, <laughs> which I thought was very very funny. How they how they in South Park portrayed us. I would uh, yeah. I, I would say it's not a so what because it, you know it's Canada. They're not known for their baseball. Well, no hitters and no hitter too. That's not an easy yeah. feat. Yeah. Well, you know, so I think anybody that throws a no hitter is pretty cool. Yeah, it's not so what. Well, well you hear well, you hear mole. You hear Mole sucking up there. He's angling for that ambassador to Canada post to maybe. Uh, <laughs> Which I thought I had dibs good. on if you if you run for president. I thought that was my position. Are you getting Mole? Are you, oh, my, do I get to get Italy and Mole gets Canada? So what would you get? That's an interesting thing. What would I appoint you to? I should be uh, press secretary. Uh, um, I think that if you, I think I would rather just be one of those guys that walks around trying to put out fires and doing speeches to get you elected. That would be where I would excel. No, no, you, know, you need to you forget about government. You need to be the uh, baseball commissioner. You need to be the commissioner of baseball or football. There's a possibility. I like your vision. Yeah. Yeah. I like your vision. What's your next? What's your next question? Go. 
Serena Williams has withdrawn from the Italian Open, saying that she's not yet 100%. Well, 100% of what? I saw her on some some uh, interview, and she looks like she weighs 300 pounds. She looks well, huge. Okay, that's not kind. That's unkind. That's unkind. That's very anti-woman, by the way. You're not gonna... Is that anti-woman or is that anti-Serena? You're not going to bring in your uh, female audience that way. First of all, Serena Williams <laughs> is one of the only stars on the tennis circuit left. I mean, the, yes. the, the, obviously... Tennis is struggling. Yes, it is. Like the NBA is struggling because there are no stars. You know, LeBron is a star, but one star does not a league make. You know, does not make a television contract either. No. And tennis is suffering because everybody's a little quiet. And I mean, they're fantastic tennis players, but they're not personalities a la McEnroe and Connors and uh, Agassi and people who are much more ready for primetime. And they're the only person who people have this fascination with and adoration of is Serena. And so getting her back out on the court is important. The sooner they get her out there, the better. For the well, day. I think so. that one of the reasons as she gets older that she's suffering is because she, dur- during the, the times that she's not playing, like many um, athletes that are aging, she lets herself go a little bit. She looked quite big, and I didn't mean that as a... Well, that's, that's, the other thing is that I'm always of the belief with women that, uh, uh, not all of them, but, men, but most of the ones I've known, they have a baby, and that's what they want to go do. They don't want to go and... You know, those people train hours a day and they got to travel and they're not with their kids and everything. Maybe she wants to just yeah. stay home and hang out with her kids. Yeah, and that's, she had that's a like, baby six months ago, so that might explain she, she has a baby. That's like, that trumps everything. Okay, well, okay, Orson Welles plays tennis. Let's go. Um, so what else you got? Uh, that was a very topical joke. My brother got it. My brother got it. Flag on the play. Just lost, my, just, just lost my NFL commissionership. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Dom DeLuise is usually who I go with when I want to pull a fat guy out of, out of retirement. Fatty Arbuckle is who I was thinking of. Don't say that. Don't say that. That's horrible. That's horrible. It's horrible. Listen to the saint. Go ahead. California may require solar panels on new homes by the year 2020. It's about time. Yeah, I'm in on that. I'm in on that. That's I not so well. Go through. 2020 is around the corner. That sounds like something. I mean, if anybody can pull it off, California can, because they're way ahead of every other state in terms of uh, environmentalism, but uh, environmental protection. But uh, that's a, that's a tall order. To uh, they're talking about anything new ki- like that. They're talking about new. I read the article. Joe just reads the headlines. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's a it, it's new construction. So they're going to. You know, I think that what they should do. I was part of a program <clears throat> years ago <clears throat> when the Long Island Lighting Company that then became LIFA was then taken over, uh, um, you know, all of this Keystone thing they did. I mean, all, you know, uh, the Long Island Power uh, Authority has been passed around like a political football for a long time. But several years ago, there was talk about they were going to have a, uh, a fund of about $30 million. It was a pittance, really. They were going to have a fund to dedicate toward alternative energy. This is 20 years ago. And we met with Richie Kessel, Richard Kessel who uh, was in charge of this, among other things. And what we proposed <clears throat> with the money was that they pick a pilot a group of villages, like a couple of villages or, you know, uh, towns that are a decent size, and that you mandate the use of the photovoltaic elements in public buildings only. Meaning you can't tell someone, it's very difficult to tell someone how they have to design their private home. You must have this material. You must spend this money. Uh, what, what communities like that with private homes need to do is build mini uh, 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 solar panel uh, collectives, meaning you have a block of houses 
and you buy a house and tear it down. And on that lot, you build solar panels. I mean, literally, that's what they're thinking of doing in Montauk, Long Island. But the program we worked with, we said, let's mandate the use of these panels in public buildings, meaning hospitals, schools, colleges, airports, bus stations, train stations, anywhere where public, particularly transportation dollars are spent, because there's a lot of money in that budget, you can mandate they use the, uh, and when I say photovoltaic element, I mean, there could be a thread inside of a fiber, you know, they, 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 build it, they have building material now. The, the walls of the building can have it. It doesn't need to be a traditional panel that you recognize on top of a roof, you know. And we pushed for that. Uh, we thought it was a very good idea. That's what they should be doing is mandating it in any public construction. Yeah, that would be a good place to start. Well, that's the end of our show. Big Al, I'll call you when I get done. <laughs> is that the end of the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, we ran over on the um, Save Energy monologue about California. But that's bad. But all I care about is one thing. Mole, you dug it, right? You got what I was saying, Mole. Yeah, you? I'm into that stuff. I'm into mandates. Mole, who's always heard Mole got it? Boom, you're out. All right, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow.